JPBS Tall Tales, Volume 6. Number 1. The Mission or the Land. Brady was an adventurous boy. He often liked going out into his garden and exploring the further reaches of the garden. It was quite a large garden, but it was not good enough for his desires, for he wanted to trek across great, great vast tracts of land. It was his only dream, for all other accomplishments faded into the background when he thought of how beautiful the land was and how nice it would be to traverse across a land. Brady had one friend called Tulip. This was an appropriate name as Tulip was a gardener. In fact, that's how he got the nickname. It wasn't his real name, obviously. Brady and Tulip were fast friends. Brady would trot over the land and Tulip would try and make some flowers grow. It was a perfect partnership, best friends, a match made in heaven in a friendship sort of way. And then they grew up and things did not really change. They remained friends for many years. Then Brady had a thought. Tulip, I have an idea. Come over here, he, he said on the phone one day. At this stage, they were in their early to mid-twenties. Tulip came and found Brady with a huge blackboard filled with ideas. And one in particular had been written out. It was to go o'er the land, across the country, in a line, and make it from one coast to another. Nothing like this had ever been thought of before. It came to me in a dream, exclaimed Brady, for if we are to be true men of the land, we must cover a great distance, not just my back garden, which is, although it is large, it's not really a land. And Tulip knew if this was correct, and that he, he agreed to accompany Brady on his trip. The boys set off to the shop and picked up supplies, food, camping equipment, and other such needed necessities. It was going to be a tough trip. But Tulip trusted Brady so much that he would, he would go anywhere with the boy. Two weeks passed, and they continued their preparations. Brady set the map, and Tulip brought some food, and then they were ready to go. Brady had set a marking point for their journey to start, right at the coast, which was also the border of the country. And this was a perfect place to start, for he had calibrated exactly where they should go from. Tulip remarked at how, how great Brady was at this and suggested he could do it professionally. Oh, please, said Brady, blushing, but he he did appreciate the compliment. It was 6 a.m. The sun was dawning and the adventure was just beginning. They set out o'er the land and found the path that would take them to the other side. But there was a lot of things in their way. Farms and farmyards and some, some businesses would all obviously be in the way and streams and other bodies of water. But Brady was confident that he had prepared his whole life for this quest. At the other side lay nothing in particular but the other coast, and that was 
the only treasure he needed was to see that the sparkling water of the sea on the other side, like a sparkling jewel. Tulip went along happily five to ten paces behind, looking at his friend slash hero slash idol. He was all of those things to Tulip, Brady was. But Brady didn't even notice that he was with somebody a lot of the time. He just kept on striding and striding up a mountain, down a hill on the other side, come to a stream, and he would make it across somehow, and Tulip would follow the whole way. They were, they were a great team. But soon, the first trouble of the mission. Look out, said Brady. A farm is approaching us. Or rather, we're approaching the boundaries of a farm. And Tulip could see it was correct. There was a fence coming up. And they got there, and it was barbed wire, of course. But Brady knew what to do. With a single leap, one hand on a post, he managed to get over it quite quite simply. And Tulip tried to do the same, but as not, a, not quite as an athletic man, it was a slightly more cumbersome for him, but he, he did manage it. And they continued walking across the land. But now they were clearly on private property, and this troubled Tulip. Brady was quite at ease with the situation, as he knew this was a necessity and would have to happen at various points. So there was no point in being stressed over it. It, it was part of the whole mission. You had to, had to go through this. And Tulip in, reluctantly agreed. And they, they went on. But then, from the corner of their eyes, they could see a farmer approaching. And he was on a vehicle. And he was rapidly getting closer and closer Tulip knew there was no way they could reach the other side of the farmer's land before he got there. And so he just closed his eyes and ran. Brady, come run, said Tulip. But Brady, being the more experienced of the two, knew it was the wrong thing to do, as there was many, many holes in the field created by the animals and other such farm things. Tulip tripped fairly quickly as soon as the words had left his mouth he was tripping and his face went into the mud the farmer then reached them and pulled up and got off his vehicle and asked why the boys were there brady tried his diplomatic best to explain the situation and explain the mission and the farmer seemed quite understanding and let them go on their way and brady laughed at tulip's condition for he was absolutely filthy and he smelled particularly bad. That night they reached the ferns of the woods and there was a perfect place to set up camp. Brady, Brady knew it the whole time. He, he predicted they would reach this spot and Tulip again marveled at his friend's expertise in the, in the subject of trekking across the land. A small gully was nearby, and Tulip slipped in to, to clean himself, and it was the best bathing experience he had ever had. The water was fresh and clear and clean, and he felt at one with nature as he bathed. And Brady, meanwhile, slept through the whole night. And then Tulip did too. It was a great sleep, for they were 
particularly tired after the first day, and particularly Tulip was. But he was happy. The next day was the middle day of the whole mission, and they hoped to reach the center of the country by noon. This would be perfect for them. They kept walking and walking until they reached the top of a hill. At least that's what they thought it was. But then there was nothing at the other side. It was a steep cliff, a sheer drop. Brady, how, how are we going to get off this now? Said Tulip, possibly for the first time doubting Brady's plans. Tulip, you should know me better by now, said Brady. And you should trust me, please. And Tulip hung his head, for he had, he had failed his friend. Brady produced climbing ropes and, and other equipment and boots. And soon they were abseiling perfectly down the rock face, and Tulip was perfectly safe. He had doubted his friend, and he did not like himself for it. He did not like what he was becoming on this trip. The stress was beginning to take its toll, but they reached the ground and they were safe. The feeling of their boots hitting the ground was quite satisfactory for Brady. They kept on walking and then some nice land opened up in front of them. It was quite easy to cross and it was not very hilly. There was not much of an incline. So the progress was good and they made it to the exact point in the middle of the map at noon, 12 noon. So the going was good. But little did they know what the afternoon would have in store. They reached the borders of the next farmland and crossed quite easily. No farmers this time. But then an industry was after that. Some sort of giant land covered with industrial units. Smoke billowed from chimneys. Vehicles zigzagged across yards. And to Brady, it seemed like a dystopian nightmare. He had not bargained for this. He thought it was a simple yard that they could run across. And now he feared for Tulip's life. For Brady had still had the confidence of a, of a competent explorer. He had been training for this and looking up videos a lot. Whereas Tulip was a simple gardening man and just there to be with his friend and the adventure. Brady had two choices to make. One was to bring his friend across the industrial zone, and two was what to do if they got caught. It was a tough choice, but at the end of the day, his desire to continue the mission overrode any sense of responsibility for Tulip's life. And they continued, they crossed the boundary into the industrial land. It was a sharp, steep fence, and many cuts would occur as they skimmied across the top, for there was more barbed wire, and it was far, far thicker than anything they had seen up to this point. And Brady's hands were covered in, in, in gloves, so he was okay. But Tulip had not prepared for this, and his hands got cut up bad. They reached the ground on the other side with their abseiling gear. It came in handy again, for they were that high up on the fence, and then cautiously continued through this hellish area. 
men in vehicles drove past them, but because of the dust and smoke, they were able to go through undetected. They were also wearing camouflage, which was appropriate for the time. But then a tractor drove through, and Brady's, Brady looked back to see Tulip struggling because of his hands. They were bleeding badly by this point, and the, the trail of blood was behind him. And the tractor saw this. The tractor saw the blood. It was, it was what gave them away. The tractor sped after the boys, and Brady let up a shout, which was the signal to run as fast as a human could run, at least as fast as they could possibly go. But Tulip was so weak by this point, and he had basically given up on the entire mission now. He had lost all trust in his friend Brady, and he did not even think of him as a friend anymore. For what friend could bring a friend on this kind of expedition, he thought. Surely that's a selfish man, and a friend would not, would not have done this to me. He would have warned me of the dangers. And so the tractor approached and caught Tulip in its massive spiky back wheels, which were used for cutting the land. It was used for destroying nature, which Brady hated, but now it was used to destroy a man. Tulip's body was caught in the spokes and sliced to bits. He would never have even been able to be identified if, if it was necessary. But Brady kept running despite the sound of death behind him, for all he could do was try and save himself at this point. Brady soon reached the edge of the industrial zone and he escaped, and now less than half of the journey lay after them. Well, him now, because his friend had died. That night he set up a small vigil for Tulip, but really, he really didn't care. All he wanted to do now was reach the other side of the country. He was consumed by it. It didn't matter if he lost a limb or even if he took life himself, for he had seen how easy it was for a man to be killed, and he did not, he did not really mind. It didn't really matter. All that mattered to him was the land. He continued on the next day, which was a nice day. The sun was out, and there was not much wind or rain. It was a slight breeze, and it drizzled slightly. But at the time, it was quite warm, so Brady was pleased with the, the slight bit of rain because it cooled him down. He made it two-thirds of the way through, and then three-quarters, and then... He looked in shock at something up ahead. It was another farm, but this time the, the farmyard and the house lay in the exact line he was trying to follow. And this would be where the adventure could go all wrong, he thought. He continued on his way with a facade of confidence. He could not let that drop, he thought, and made a line straight into the barn and from there onto the hay, and from there through the other side into the barnyard. And then there was a house directly in front of him. In the window, he could see a family. There was a farmer there with his wife and maybe some relatives or children. And he thought, this is it, Brady, my boy. 
this is the toughest thing you'll ever have to do. He just ran really, really hard at the door, the front door of the house, and broke through. It was a great strength. It was the only thing he could do, and it was possibly the only time in his life he would be able to achieve such strength. He was at the prime of his condition, so it was now or never. And the door, being an old barnyard, broke instantly, and he fell through. The force was such that he fell onto the ground. He looked up slowly and saw a pair of farmer's boots on front of his face. He continued raising his head and saw the body of the farmer who owned the property. And he was not a happy man. He had perhaps never been happy, Brady thought. Maybe his discomfort has nothing to do with me being here. Maybe he doesn't like his family. Maybe he hates his children. I don't know. He continued to rationalize the situation in this way. But before the farmer could even do a thing, Brady burst through his legs. He just simply had to do this. He had to go. The farmer yelled a string of expletives, and Brady didn't wait to hear what it was. He ran through the back door, past a room. He could see from the corner of his eye shocked faces in there, but he just didn't care. He was barely even a man at this point. He thought, I'm a, more of a land machine. He made it out through the yard, and the farmers came running after him with large forks that were used for turning hay and other such chores in the farmyard. But Brady had such adrenaline pumping through his brains that he managed to get out the other side. Now all that lay after him was a quarter of the way, and it was flat land all the way to the coast. Brady continued on the way, drinking his supplies and eating for sustenance, for this was the most important part, even though it seemed like the easiest part, but it was the last part, and he did not want to mess up now. Brady could see the coast coming in the distance, and his spirits were high. And that's what he thought. My spirits are high at the moment, but is anything else going to befall me? And he heard a voice behind him say, The spirit right here is also following you. And he looked around, and there was the ghost of Tulip. It had been following him the whole time and protecting him in the barn. He had no idea. And then Tulip opened up to him and told him everything that had been on his mind the whole trip and the ups and downs of his emotion and that he was very unhappy with how things had gone and he just wanted to make up for what had happened. And Brady broke down into tears. He realized what the folly of what he had done and that this, this was definitely not worth the life of a man, let least his own best friend. The two made up and Tulip could peacefully pass the other side and Brady casually strode the last 100 yards down to the, to the beach where the coast was and he touched the water and he put his, put his feet in the water and, and kind of walked around in it to celebrate. And it was the best feeling. He had accomplished his goal and would now return home via train, which he had planned the whole time. But 
he had one spare ticket. And so, to make up for what he had done, he offered the ticket to a poor homeless man who was at the train station. Here, my man, my friend could not take the train, and I need to make up for certain sins. So, will you please take the ticket? And the man, a poor homeless man, agreed, and it changed his life. For he went to the city and finally was able to make something for himself. And so Brady would sit around in his house as an adult once he had achieved all his goals and think back to the day that his friend Tulip had died and then saved his life by being a guardian angel. And he thought about the homeless man that he had helped turn his life around and he realized that the entire trip had been worth it and that the land had given everything to him. The end.